Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make, and this is I've Got a Movie to Make, week 112 of 116 weeks, and I am moving. I am uh, surrounded by boxes in my garage, and uh, it's, it is what it is. They say that it's like one of the most stressful things you'll ever go through uh, in life, but I just find it sad. I'm just always sad whenever I move, because I... I lug so much stuff around with me from like one place to the next. I haven't even counted how many places I've lived. I know that a lot of us have lived in a lot of places, right? But um, I have a hard time letting things go like from the past. And every time I move or organize or go through a period, uh, you know, I just chuck things. I, I S can them as uh, Giuseppe would say from Giuseppe wants to make a movie or Giuseppe makes a movie, whatever it's called. But, um, yeah, it's like I just have a hard time letting letting go of things. And I know what it is. I feel like if I throw that thing away, that thing will be gone for, away from me forever. And uh, that part of my life is forever gone. But it's already gone. It's, it, I'm just lying to myself. It, I mean, that part of my life and, uh, you know, you can never go home. So anyways, that's not what this is about. This is about uh, the old I got a movie to make. This is about making the next movie. Uh, in fact, I uh, was on the phone with uh, my buddy Mickey uh, for, I don't know, about 45 minutes, just, uh, about an hour or so ago. And that was a, a nice conversation. He's doing good things. He's working, uh, on a, on a feature film right now with Machine Gun Kelly as the, uh, writer, director, co-director and, uh, star of the movie. So I'm hearing all sorts of stories. I don't, I would never, you know, tell them here, but they are amusing to say the least. Uh, what else has happened? Oh, well, there's this. So, the biggest thing that uh, has happened since I last talked to you is uh, I, you know, I'm constantly reading and listening to reading things and articles and listening to uh, stories and, and trying to get insights and trying to figure out because nobody knows nothing. We know that much. And I think uh, I've I've learned that much uh, along the process of the last 111 weeks or so in, in doing this. You know, I I wasn't naive to the point where I thought that I, I would make a feature film uh, and then, you know, be off the races. I, I knew that it was going to be a struggle and obviously none of us knew that COVID was coming. And, you know, I, I knew that it wasn't going to be a um, smooth sailing to say the least, but I, I didn't know the extent of it. And what I've, what all I've heard in all of my research and all of my interviews that I've listened to and all of the reading, every article, every single one of them is dire. Like, you know how, like when you have, for those of you who have kids and, and you, you, about half the, the parents that you're talking to before your kid is born are like, Oh, your life's never going to be the same. You're never going to sleep again. All your friends without kids, they're gone. I mean, well, welcome to parenthood. And then they make it seem like it's just awful. But then there's like, maybe not even quite the other half, but, but maybe like 30% of, of your friends who have kids are like, Oh, it's great. Congratulations. You're going to love it. Um, it's it's a hundred percent of every single story that I hear from independent filmmakers who are in the same pool as I am, and you know, doing about as well as I am with their first movie. Actually, not as well. Groupers is a massive success story uh, compared to every single story that I've heard, and that's due in large part, if not solely, because of you guys and because I have you know a, a, a small dedicated audience thank god who followed me on my journey and like wanted to see me succeed and listens to me and have been listening to me on, on the, uh, the film vault and the after disaster cinematics doing and, and this and well i didn't do groupers before that anyways uh every single story i i hear i i the only success stories are like people that got lucky and 
uh, found an audience and they were able to sell enough merchandise to be able to and turn it around and and make uh, make a living out of it. And it's just it's just it's scary out there. And you know it is art, so I get it to an extent. Uh, you know, our most painters. You know, if I if I was obsessed with being a painter, I mean, I imagine if if that was it. Like I was like, uh, this whole thing is like I just want to paint, and I just want people to buy my paintings, and I want to have you know have a gallery showing. That's essentially like making a movie, right? And uh, akin to that, uh, it, it wouldn't be a surprise that you know there's just like, every every. And I, I listen to nothing but interviews with other painters, and everyone's like, all the painters and all the artists are like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, you just can't find anyone to who buy to buy to buy my paintings. Um, what am I talking about? But here's here's what I've learned. Uh, I just, since I last talked to you, came across an interview where a woman, I'm not going to name names, I'm not going to say say, say, say but, but she started out as an actress, became, a, a, didn't like the roles that were out there for, for women, so she started writing her own stuff and got more on the producer side of things. Uh, and then even started a nonprofit, became an activist and has been raising money from investors and has been an investor and has seen the process from the other side. Uh, and she claims that 90 to 95 percent of every single movie that plays at Sundance, every single movie that gets pre-sales, pre-distribution, the, every single movie that gets put deemed to be um, successful that it has a fighting chance, or not even a fighting chance, that is going to get an audience, going to have a backing, going to be presented by, dare I say it, like Hollywood, uh, chosen as a, 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 a deemable film, is deemed as, as such before the first day of shooting. It's, it's done so at script level, which was a bit of a revelation, to say the least. Uh, uh, I'm naive, I guess, to an extent. And I, and I thought it was maybe 50%. I would have guessed uh, because of preexisting relationships and the, the inner circle. And you know, that the town is pretty small and it's all about who, you know, and, 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 but I, I, I guess I was naive in the sense that I thought that people who have zero connections and just make movies that they want to make uh, independent cinema, literally independent cinema. Uh, and you have a fighting chance of finding an audience if you do it right and you do it and you, and you make something decent. And um, according to not only her, but other things that I have looked up and read about since um, that seems to be, I mean, there's no data to prove this. And it's one of these things where it's uh, every, everyone's cagey and, Every nobody's even the people, the filmmakers who don't make a dime, don't yell about it. They don't they don't talk about it from you know shout it from the the, the mountaintops because a lot of them are embarrassed and um, they feel like they got taken advantage of by their their di- distributor. And by no means am I saying that about my distributor. I have a great relationship with my distributor. Um, you know, I'm not setting the world on fire. I didn't expect to with groupers, uh, but I mean, if this. If if I put up my own money for this, uh, you know, and, and tried to go to the wife and say, "Hey, this is my business plan, and this is what I'm going to continue to do," she'd be like, "Oh, you're going to continue to, you know, lose fifty percent of your investment every time you you go to make your art. Uh, it's not it's not sustainable, um, is is what I'm saying. Uh, even with a good distributor like I got, and I got a good sales rep, one of the one of the one of the few that's really really uh, respected and. 
has a great reputation. So I, I, I was one of the lucky few to not get completely and totally railroaded. Um, but that being said, it didn't open any a whole lot of doors that I'm, I'm aware of. Now, a lot of that is on me. I'm not a squeaky wheel. I'm not a knock on the door, a guy like, look at me. This is, but I'm becoming that and I'm getting very close to that. And uh, a lot of it has to do with, you know, the wife won't, won't accept any other way. That's why I started this feed. I was explaining that, you know, I, I, I got to make it within the next two and a half years or, you know, it's game over. Uh, a lot has changed since then. Uh, and, you know, I am staying in the LA area uh, and I believe in this project and, I guess I guess it's almost it's it's funny because when I was talking to Mickey about this, um, he he kind of like was trying to talk me off a ledge, and he's like, "No, it's not. I don't think it's that bad." He said it might be eighty percent from what I see because you know Mickey's Mickey's working in, he's actually on the sets and stuff, so uh, he you know he doesn't have quite the view of like a producer or an investor would, but uh, he says I, I I think it's bad, but I don't think it's that bad, and I'm saying no, I don't think this is actually almost good news for me because this means that there is a path to be preordained uh even though as i heard you know initially heard this the, the the woman that was talking about it uh continued to back it up with and they're always white males which were changing and needs to change so i mean it's kind of like a double whammy like uh, I'm, I'm trying to navigate uh, as the independent filmmaker plus i am the enemy or not the enemy but it's like a lot of uh, you know there was a lot of opinion of like okay white males you you've had your say for the last hundred plus years it's time for somebody else's voice so i get that uh, and it's just, it's even more of a challenge. So I like the idea. I mean, the guy that runs the created the blacklist for those of you who might not know what the blacklist is. It's, it's a, a compilation of the top 10 unproduced screenplays in Hollywood or, you know, in, in movie scripts uh, that have not been produced. His name's Franklin. He, uh, has been doing this for a number of years now. I know Franklin. Uh, I, I used to be fairly chummy with him. I shouldn't say that, but you know, I I had t- many talks with him over drinks about scripts, and he always was so like, "Hey, Anderson, anytime you know you need coverage or you, you know, you just let me know." And I'm like, "All right." And five years later, I finally had something, but I didn't have anything at that time that I felt comfortable enough because uh, I am so you know, as we all are insecure with our, our, our work. I had, I didn't have anything that I felt worthy enough to present to him. By the time that I did, he was completely inundated and, you know, on the cover of magazines and, you know, he's the, the blacklist is a big thing. It's a big thing. Um, I don't know what I'm even saying here. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm very tired. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I think it's, I don't want to say that there's a shortcut and it's, uh, there's cheats that I can achieve. Uh, but I, I, you know, Hollywood's a lot of things, but uh, the system just wants to make money. And I get that. And I understand that more than I ever, I always understood that there's money, you know, and it's about money, but I also, I like risk and I don't like risk aversion. And I, I like people that are willing to, you know, take a risk. And that's what independent cinema is all about. Independent, independent movies are all about, like, you know, having a singular voice and, and taking a risk and hoping that it finds an audience. And from what I'm hearing, that's kind of dead. It's like, okay, you want to be an independent movie or look like an independent movie? Okay, we will allow that to happen. But you have to, like, kiss the ring and be allowed to be put on that elevator, which I, uh, it's depressing. But uh, the point that I'm getting at is if if you have something that can turn a profit, that can find an audience without a whole lot of... But the idea is your movie is, is... Your independent film is good enough to 
play at something like Sundance, even though Sundance is a bit of a joke at this point. A lot of them are jokes at this point. Slam Dance came out to, uh, you know, say F you to Sundance and, and be like the punk rock version and have more of the ethos that Slam, uh, Sundance initially had, which was, you know, all about the independent voice. And they had gotten away from that. And Slam Dance came into existence. And Slam Dance has gone down uh, the corporate road and, and, and looks more to, to movies that aren't, quote unquote, independent. So, but the dream that's being sold is you, you, you make a movie on your own, you, you're scrappy, you, you get it together, it's good enough to get into like one of these bigger festivals, and then uh, you, you move on and you got that shine with of the festival, right, uh, on you. But um, with the 90 to 95% being predetermined at script level, uh, first of all, how does that work? That's how I got I got to figure. And if it's... It, 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 uh, some of it I know is part of like just being a part of like the uh, Sundance labs and paying money up front and doing the the work and chumming it up and rubbing the elbows, but also they're looking for good work. It's got to be good work and work probably gets better if not more f- produced for a wider audience through these, these machines. But then the, obviously the theater experience is, just for the big franchise movies for the most part it's like i don't if clerks comes out today i don't think it gets theatrical release i i could be wrong but i don't i don't think so i saw that twice in a in an independent movie house and it was great clerks back in 1992 when i think when i think that's when it came out but i that that those days are kind of you know movie theaters are drying up especially because of the pandemic and then you go to the streamers and the streamer i mean there are so there's just too much good stuff it's almost like we're to the point where there's just too much good stuff now uh and there's a lot of I'm not bitching about the content. If I as as far as watching stuff, you it's never been better. There's so much great stuff. It's it's um, it's almost unnerving how there's just like I'm almost done with White Lotus. I'm going to finish the last two episodes tonight. Mike White's White Lotus. Well, I love Mike White. That's it's fantastic. It's great. And like you make a small little independent movie, you're you're competing with all of Marvel, all of Disney, obviously, and then all of the great like binge worthy, as they say, television programs that are as good uh, at story, telling stories as as the uh, as the pictures. So it's crazy. But uh, if anything, this just reaffirms my belief that you got to be unique, you got to stand out, and that's one thing that I—that's all I want to do, anyways. I don't want to stand out for the sake of standing out, but I don't want to be uh, derivative, and I don't want to be telling somebody else's story. And uh, you know, I—I I, I believe that this movie for vengeance is a unique story, and it's a story that hasn't been told, and it's about a group of people who are underrepresented, and. Uh, I'm I'm actually in a strange way more uh, I, I almost as shocking as and and upsetting as it was when I initially heard that and then when I got it backed up when I went out and did the research uh, it actually has uh, I think it's done done me good um, so I'm gonna get back to packing boxes and uh, creating a new space here real soon but. Um, yeah, I, I, this thing is going to literally end the week that I'm moving into the new place. So, uh, like I said, though, this won't be the end of this. I, I will take a breather, and then I will come back with um, with a vengeance. <laughs> There's, I, I promise you, I, I'm not... There, this thing is not going to peter out and be done. Uh, you guys listening to this whole... You need a payoff, and the, the payoff is not to... To, to ride off into the sunset that that is not there's there's going to be um a crash and a boom or and it's going to be spectacular i gotta tell you and it's going to be the good kind of crash 
is there a good kind of crash? It's going to be, I'm going to crash into something and say, hey, um, look at this. All right. I'll talk to all of you soon. Bye.